Hey there, friends. Thanks for tuning in for Sit With Women episode two. Uh, just a tiny bit of what we talk about is who decides who we should be, right? Um, how many expectations from the outside are we internalizing? But really, this episode, oh my goodness, we go over so much that's going on our hearts and minds right now. So please tune in and enjoy. And, you know, in case you're new, Sit With Women is really just a live conversation between um, energy management coach Karen Sue and myself, empowerment coach Kim Holloway, just to get real about how do we manage our energy in life? You know, what kind of value do we want to deliver? How do we do that? Where's fulfillment coming from? You know, how do we reach our wealth goals in life in meaningful ways? And just so much more. It's, it's just about having authentic conversations that we want to have with the women that we need in our lives, right? Connecting with each other. And the idea is, you know, if we sit with each other, other women committed to personal growth, the conversations are empowering. So join us today. Please subscribe, you know, leave a review, contact us, let us know what you think if you're getting value from this. And you'll notice it's super casual. I think we open up with a can you hear me now type situation um, because we're not here to do this perfectly or to have some polished thing. We're really just showing up as ourselves and hoping that other women will, you know, feel like you are a part of this conversation. So please enjoy. Oh, I can't hear you all of a sudden. Can you hear me now? Yes, now I can. <laughs> awesome. How have you been? It's been two weeks, right? Yeah, it's been two weeks. It's been kind of a roller coaster over here, I feel like. It's <laughs> just a lot of um <clears throat> a lot of like fog and stop and go, stop and go. What about you? Oh yeah, it must be in the in the air or something. Cause I think we were supposed to meet last week and I was just like woe is me on the couch like I'm not I have no energy for anything I quit a bunch of things I just got to the like we talked about last time the burnout 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 yeah. point. <laughs> and it was probably worse than I have ever felt it I think my mind or my I mean maybe my body and my mind just co-conspired and they were like enough like you are putting so much into so many things that do not energize you at all. And I just, yeah, I just got parked onto the couch and I was just like, I can't. But, you know, coming out of that, which I feel like part of me says I'm still kind of getting out of that funk. Uh, but then part of me just says, well, I've just kind of gotten into maybe a little bit of a lay around routine because once I kind of like force myself to get moving a little I'm fine but um maybe a combination of both but I think coming out of it or looking back on it just reflecting on it I'm seeing that I don't know there's just so much opportunity to explore what I really want and even just be okay with not knowing and yeah. just living and being and momming and sometimes needing rest and maybe even more rest than other people think I need mm -hmm. or think I should mm -hmm. need, you know, and just right. saying, 
just like being completely comfortable with whatever I actually need, regardless of how that might appear to anyone. I mean, oh, I just that one. I that, sorry, I was, I was just, just gonna say that. Sorry, I was just gonna say I just feel like I'm noticing that a lot of expectations that I've internalized from the outside world have really been running my life for a long time. And I'm starting to feel a little bit free from that. And it's yeah. amazing. So I don't have answers in terms of like, what am I going to do? What's my purpose? What's going to be my moneymaker? Like, I don't even, like, I almost don't even care about those questions right now because I'm just hyper-focused on, man, I just really got to take better care of myself. Yeah. So that resonates for me a lot because <clears throat> I think the whole concept of like letting other people dictate what I should be feeling or how I should have energy to do things or how I can't be tired right now because I'm just not in a place to have the space to be tired right now. I, that part resonates with me a lot. Yeah. And I even, I mean, I feel I'm being, you know, even directly criticized by some, you know, as uh, you're stronger than the, you know, like you're meant for more, don't sell yourself out, don't cut yourself short. You know, it's like, there's this whole attitude about, you know, if you just take good care of yourself, this whole attitude that you're weak. If you're not burning yourself out for some cause or for some achievement. And I just, you know, I've, I think a lot of my life, I have not, um, Hold on one second. I think a lot of my life, I just, um, I've always deep inside, I've always felt almost a calling to developing, because I'm not there yet by any means, but developing a really mindful, uh, just a mindfulness around what I do and why. And, um, and I've been trying to accomplish things that I want or get things I want in like every other way but that. And I almost run from that. Like it's too hard to just live mindfully and be present and feel my feelings. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I can't do it anymore. Like I just, I have to come back to me. Yeah. Um, man, all of that just resonates with me as well. I think my first talk with you really almost like sent me here. Like, well, in like a good, in a way, good way or in a bad way? Well, in a very, <laughs> you depressed me. Um, no, like the first time we talked, I mean, I think I maybe was already on the edge, right? Of, mm. of God, what am I doing? This is a lot. Is this for me? All the things I was sort of taking on and trying, I was trying and trying and trying so hard and kind of miserable doing it. And then you were just kind of telling your story about your experience in finance and then the health problems that you had and then becoming a mom and like some choices, tough choices that you had to make for yourself mm -hmm. um, and how they really shifted your paradigm mentally and in terms of how you approach things now. And then I invited you to this call that we were having with my, you know, the business I was involved with at the time that was putting a lot of pressure in my life. 
and I remember like really early on the call you were just like yeah no <laughs> this is not for me because you know you can sense this mentality of just like I don't know it's like yeah like, anyway, you I, were sharing all of that and I was like man like I love like this calm that you have this energy that you have that's just like you may not have the answers and you have tons of questions but you have sort of positioned yourself or made a decision that there is a healthy way you know your your definition of a healthy way because I think everyone's healthy way looks different um but your definition of a healthy way is what's going to guide your process and you seem to have this almost non-negotiable attitude about it. I just love that about you. Um, and so it sort of, it sort of triggered me a little bit, just like, dang, cause I felt this connection to that, that energy of yours. And I thought, man, like, it almost like called me back to like, remind me of what, you know, my initial goals were in terms of who do I, who do I want to become and, or who am I at my core and just how far I had strayed from that. And um, man, like that whole like knock me down and put me on the couch sort of depression that happened um I mean it was almost just like a reset you know like I just kind of like a set a grenade off in my mind and then like had an opportunity from there to sort of rebuild and it's only been like a week and you know two weeks now but I feel like a completely different person more liberated my relationships have changed some have disappeared (laughs) And I'm like, it's okay. Like I, you know, it's like a brand new, fresh start. Not that I've never, I've been in this place before. Right. But it still feels like now I'm in this place from a more evolved position because I've been through a lot of things and, you know, anyway, I'm thankful for your presence in my life. I I mean, I think it takes a lot of courage to just connect with that um, feeling inside where you're just like, no, I'm not going to play this game anymore because this game is not for me. This game has been toxic for me and I choose to create something better than what you're making me play. At least that's the way I kind of feel about the whole, like trying to discern what is for me and what isn't for me. And I think, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to hear a little bit more about like your release process because I think too a lot of the times it can be at least for me especially I feel like I'm still kind of stuck in a releasing kind of phase it's almost like I don't know what it is that that I'm trying to release but there's just so many things that have built up over the years that it's like every week is a new theme of things that I'm like oh that was toxic let's get rid of that too (laughs) yeah yeah well, I don't know. I, I think I've, I'm not, it's not hard for me to quit things when I get to that boiling point, you know, but I, I wait until I get there to quit them. <laughs> I would like to be better at sort of having a little more intuition earlier in my experience um, or maybe just listening to it instead of like being bullheaded and just kind of saying like, no, I can do this, you know, um, but I don't know what the process is. I just know, I guess I'm hot or cold, you know, like I'm either going for it or I'm done with it, you know? Right. Um, and, you know, mostly it doesn't matter what the thing is, right? It doesn't matter if it's a business that I'm, that I'm 
taking a break from or uh, a business that I'm just quitting entirely or even just a relationship that I'm done with. You know, there's so many categories of errors where we put too much in and, or we realize it's the wrong path and we try to shift gears mm -hmm. or release something. But um, mentally, emotionally, I think I, it's almost like a giving myself permission and also not looking at myself as like a quitter because there's such there's this negative connotation to that. It's more yeah. just like, I want to flow, you know, and like, yes, I jump into a river. I'm going to travel past and through all kinds of things. And none of those things are necessarily wrong for me. You know, like mm -hmm. I've traveled through them. I experienced them and it makes my life and my mindset and my wisdom and all of that, you know, richer, but um, I don't have to cling to those things. You know, it's almost like, I wrote a post on Facebook earlier because I was thinking about this. Like, so like, so I, I use a lot of river metaphors because I had this traumatic sailing accident years ago. Um, I was stuck in a river in the middle of the night for six hours, and I was clinging to this little tiny buoy with a couple of my friends. Um, and the and you know, come to find out, like really, the friends who didn't have a buoy, you know, they made it all the way to shore and they survived. Whereas those of us who had something small to cling to were stuck you know, for hours, because rather than swimming our butts off, we're clinging to these little perceived safety objects. And two of the people clinging to those objects, you know, succumbed to hypothermia and died. So it's like, yeah, so it's like, now, you know, going, looking at life, like I see all of these analogies to that, because it's like, in the river, like you have to go, like you have to go with the flow, and you just have to let life, like move you and, and be willing to move with it. And if you start hearing people on the shoreline shouting at you, telling you that, you know, well, that rock is your salvation or this rock is your, is achievement and this rock is success and that stick is this. Like you may find yourself like clinging to things that you think are going to save you, you know, from this river that you don't know where it's taking you. But in mm -hmm. reality, they're just causing you, A, to spend a lot of energy clinging, right? And I mean, that's big mm -hmm. for me. <laughs> And then B, you know, it's, it's really just keeping you in the same place. And I don't think we're meant to, to find this one thing. I mean, if you do and you're happy, that's great. But I don't think we're meant to find this one thing and cling to it and not ever head down the river, you know. And well, I, think I think for a too, of, go ahead. I think too, for me, like what comes up for me is that sometimes we just have to be okay with making our own path. Like it's not a one size fits all for everyone. Otherwise, everyone in our millennial generation would be as happy as the baby boomers because we would have made careers that we're making money and happy doing whatever we're doing, or at least happy enough doing what we're doing because that, that recipe worked for our parents' generation. That recipe has failed the millennials. Like any article I've seen about you know, our current state of what do we need to do to like be successful, you know, millennials have followed that recipe for the most part and we haven't gained the wealth that we were promised. We haven't, you know, it's like, there's all these empty promises that were yeah. sold to us. Right. So I think, and I found that there's people who 
are clinging desperately to those promises because I think it's terrifying to not believe in them. Because if you don't, then what the heck is the meaning of life? What the heck am I supposed to be doing? How the heck am I supposed to win? So they are like, this is the way to win, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm not, like, I'm not there. (laughs) I, you know, I don't see it that way. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I see it that way anymore either. It's more like I'm trying to really just be okay with going with the flow. Maybe whatever I'm doing, there might be a better way that I'm not aware of, but I'm only going to learn how to be the best version of myself by going through the lessons that I need to learn. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking of this like, I've been thinking about this in terms of romantic relationships. You know, I I was reading that burnout book that we talked Mm -hmm. about last time by the Nagasi sisters. And um, it was talking about three ways that we find sort of higher meaning in life, which can really help us. Um, And one of the three, I was so relieved because one of the three was like connection and relationship. And I've always felt really ashamed about like, you know, my intimate relationship or relationships being one of like primary drivers in my life because people will act like, oh, I have to be this autonomous woman who doesn't need anyone or anything. That was probably like the early onset of feminism. I don't think it's that way anymore. Like now it's more so, yes, we depend on each other and we know that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had this idea that like I had to need no one and nothing. And so I was like weak and codependent because a lot of my life purpose and meaning came out of a romantic relationships, you know, and yeah. connections, even close friendships and things like that too. Um, and so, man, reading that book has just made me rethink our constructs, the ones that have been given to us for romance, for career, for happiness. And I think we were sort of handed these models and we're trying so hard to operate within them. Um, and, and then at some point, if you reach a stage in your life where you're just you you're just not not happy, not healthy, not fulfilled. Excuse me, children. Thanks. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, you reach that point, and I think sometimes you have to just you don't have to smash it to smithereens, but I think we can disassemble those constructs that we were given take what we can use and get rid of the rest and then Mm -hmm. just one beam and one nail at a time sort of reassemble something that fits us better you know yeah and I think that's what happens so then but we deal with a lot of like fear and uncertainty while we're disassembling like you know and I'm like looking back on like relationships that I've been in for example that ultimately failed because I was trying to make them fit into this model of what I thought they were supposed to be, you know, and they didn't. And I'm like, man, if I hadn't just rebuilt a new model, like that would have been fine. (laughs) So just being more flexible, you know, on like what I think is good and bad and right and wrong and like sensing into myself and honoring my actual gut and my actual feelings. Um, Man, it's, I'm like, I'm excited, you know, like, it's not like I'm good at it yet, but I'm kind of excited because I'm like, 
man, what could life look like? I've felt the dregs of life living according to others' expectations and demands so often, and even other people's definitions of success and happiness, you know, because I'm just mm-hmm. like, I don't really need to be a millionaire. I mean, if I have some great idea and, and I add some amazing value to the world and I end up a millionaire, that's cool. You know, but like, I don't really have that idea right now that I know of. And it's like, I don't feel like a failure because of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I just, I really just want to, like, I think about what I want. I'm like, I just want to be a good mom. And I want to spend time doing things I enjoy and still be able to feed my family and not stress mm-hmm. too much. Like, I don't, you don't need much more than that. I want to be in love, you know? Like, I want some romance and connection in my life. I want a handful of, really great friends that I that you know that I touch that touch me you know where we have these connections and we support each other like you you know and I just I mean that's that makes me really happy those things you know and I don't care about the money you know right some people I agree you have so much to offer the world and you have so many skills and it's like I do not owe the world myself like right. I don't owe the world my gifts. I don't owe my service to the world. I don't have to lay on, I don't have to put myself up on the cross and martyr myself for the sake of the world. Like, yes, I have gifts. Yes, I have value. And I get to choose who and how I deliver that value as I see fit. You know what I mean? And I'm not like some sellout or, or selling the world short right. or selling myself short just because I don't want to burn out, you know, becoming the best life coach in the universe or whatever like <laughs> so no yeah. but that's so I mean I think that that's so powerful right because it's it's really like you're at a point where you're ready to create your world and you have some more clarity around what your gifts are and how you want to use them rather than using them because someone else is telling you that they value them like it's a shift yeah. of you starting to value your gifts right Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think even just like in the whole concept of like relationships, like everything that you said about relationships, like that resonates with me so much, but it's, it's kind of like that idea of discernment, right? So like, how do you know what is right for you without connecting to your deeper intuition? Um, I mean, I guess even like, for me being married, like my relationship doesn't look anything like I thought my relationship would look like, but I feel like we've started to like really nurture a healthy, healthier relationship. And it looks completely different than I thought it would, if that makes any sense. So like, I don't know, but it's, it's hard because our thoughts, especially like my own thoughts, like can be can muddy the waters can be distracting can like really be very critical of certain aspects and start to like chip away at something that I feel is like overall good and I think like that pattern I happen to have in other relationships in the past and friendships too because I think there is an element of when we become disappointed by those that we've feel like we can trust 
then we're not so good at like healing that part of ourselves that became hurt by someone else. And then we start to like be guarded that everyone else is going to hurt us that same way. Right. Uh, I don't know if that means yeah, are we as- <laughs> or we assign the same meaning to a similar action. Like, Oh, this person did this, you know, because they did, they didn't respect me or whatever. And so now when another person right. does a similar action, it's automatically like, Oh, here we go again. And it's like, hold on context, different person, different scenario. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. And, it, and yeah. I think at the end of the day, can you get to a point where you can communicate and be open and willing to listen to what the person has to say, even if it could be in that moment hurtful, but like help you repair something over the long run. Right. And then throw another wrench in there. We're not all experts at communicating yet. Right. So both of you could have the greatest of intentions and not quite have figured out how to behave, not quite have healed from all of your past hurt and not really know how to talk about it, you know, and like, you know, our past trauma effects, whether we talk about it or hold up inside ourselves and like, you know, two individuals who, you know, if they work through these processes and eventually get good at understanding each other could be a great couple, but can you get through all of that mess and right will you even know if it's worth it because it's hard you know yeah um so yeah I mean it's it's tough I think when I you think... have a great relationship with someone else romantic or otherwise I, I feel like it's just to be cherished because yeah. getting to that point if it's easy we're really lucky you know um because right. it could be really hard <laughs> Well, and I think part of the reason why I really like your idea of um, sitting with other women and getting other women together in this like friendship or camaraderie, because I think too, like the more we are real and take down our walls with each other, the more we can help build each other up. We can talk about some of these things. We can actually see what it's like to be vulnerable with other people and learn how to be vulnerable with our partners in a, you know, in a way that doesn't feel so scary, or it's almost like the more women start to open up and talk about these things, the more courage we're giving all of our female counterparts who are willing to listen to the message, like yeah. that ability to start to become more vulnerable in their relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think that's, you know, if you have the courage to be authentic in this world, you are, it's so, you're empowering other people mightily because Mm -hmm. there are so many other people who they may not need to say it out loud and be authentic to the rest of the world about it, but at least they know that there's nothing wrong with them. Mm -hmm. You know, that their experience is not they're not the only one feeling what they feel and having that experience. And, you know, that's one way where I am willing to go out there and take criticism or judgment because it's like, you know, I'll tell you that, you know, I'm this and I'm that and I do this and here's this problem that I have and here's what I suffer from uh, because I really don't care if anybody else doesn't like me for it. For the most part, I still have my occasional like, oh, do I really want to say that? But um but I try, you know, to put out things that I don't necessarily think other people will, particularly if I have a safe space to do it, like that Facebook group. 
mm-hmm. um, woman stuff. Uh, because then, you know, there's maybe 50 other people in the room who are like, oh, like, I can't believe she said that, but me too. But I'm not gonna put myself out there, but at least I know I'm not alone, you know? Yeah. Then I think it's just a slow process. It's, you know, one that we have inherited from those who became, who came before us. And it's one that will continue to percolate and maybe one day it takes a hold but like um I don't know it's like that saying your mess is your message but your message is also your mess you feel like that that's the part that I keep trying to embrace because it's like I still cling to that whole idea of like well, I want to be through the other side. Like, I want to know what it all looks like looking back and to be able to connect all the dots. So it's just like this pretty package that I can like share with people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't know that that's everybody's way of doing things. And it's just one way that has worked up until now. Right. And so, yeah, I think for me personally, I want to try to take all that pressure off of myself to feel like I have to be perfect to feel like I have to have it all figured out to feel like I can just show up and be who I am and just do that every day because there are people out there who probably need someone to talk to or to listen to or just to know that someone else feels the same way that they do or that they're going through the same type of thing that they are yeah well and I wonder like where does this where do we um where or how do we create this standard of perfection? Like, what does that even look like? You know, like, because I mean, A, like, I don't think we ever actually do not have a mess of some kind. Like if you fix one mess, you create another because our hearts and our minds are never done growing. So um, I think the whole idea of like, perfection is really it boils down to like am I good enough to you know deliver value or to offer value even um, to help people um, to call myself madam whatever you know like and um, are like who are we comparing ourselves to to like what standard are we comparing ourselves to 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 reach to be good enough you know and I mean if you think about it like I mean, you saying that it's just mind blowing because it's like we hung out like one time and you just like spiraled my whole life and back to where it like needed to be. Like you were such this great catalyst for me um, through, you know, just innocent accidental conversation and, and good listening and asking powerful questions. And it's like, oh like how can you not know you know like I don't care what other messages you have in your life like you've changed mine you know and I think if we remember that that's what we're capable of for so many people then we can stop you know and then I think I said this to you one time in a message if it wasn't you I said it recently but someone was kind of telling me about all these like questions and things and I was like why is it all about you (laughs) it's like I, you know, like we get so caught up in like all of these things about ourselves that aren't good enough or that we have to fix or this or that. And it's just like, there's like a whole handful or even hundreds of people that would benefit from just the conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, think about all the conversations that we've had in our lives, like with each other, with 
you know, our mentors, our, even just our friends, our family members, like how many conversations have we had in our lives that even if by one degree shifted our direction into like closer to where we would be in more alignment with, you know, who we want to become. I mean, they're powerful. Yeah. And I, I guess I just wanted to say this because this came to mind, but I think, you know, within those interactions, we're either taking on someone else's expectation or we're leaving through that interaction feeling nourished. And if we can help people feel more nourished every time they have a interaction or they try to be vulnerable or they just talk about some other challenges or just whatever is on their mind, right? So I think for me, it's like, that was a huge paradigm shift for me because I think there's a lot of, but I want to say my piece and I want people to listen to me and I want people to ask me about me. But at the end of the day, like if I'm taking care of me, I don't need that anymore. I can then help take care of other people. So, yeah, or at least you don't need it all the time. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's a really hard I th- I, but I think it comes from like feeling deficient, right? Like we start to focus on me, 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 because there's a part of us that knows no one else is going to take care of me. Like if I don't start taking care of me, this is going to go really bad. Yeah. But then we're still looking to the outside world to help us take care of ourselves. So it's yeah. just like that little shift inside where you give yourself permission to take care of what you need. And that helps to fill up your cup so that you can help other people and yeah. listen to other people. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, as you're saying that, I had this like little moment of like, I don't know, do you ever feel this way? Like sometimes I'm just like, I don't really give a crap about helping other people. I just want to like live my life. Like, have you ever, I mean, and maybe that's because I'm still in like burnout mode. And it's not like, someone comes up to me like someone I'm in a relationship with or even someone that's my neighbor you know an acquaintance if they come up to me and they're like hey you know can you give me some advice about something or hey can you help me with this like I'm happy to help you know and I, in no way am I like oh I really don't want to do this like I'm happy to help but for some reason when we talk about like helping in terms of like coordinating some intentional impact I'm just like oh <laughs> just like I feel that I feel that and I think again it just sort of comes from like are you doing everything that you need to do to feel nourished yeah and it's okay that you don't I mean it's okay to have those periods of time where you do need to be more focused on yourself or you need other people to help you focus on yourself I think that's that's what the relationship is at the end of the day especially among other women like we're here to help each other through all of the stuff that we got to get through (laughs) yeah yeah like so if I'm feeling that like oh I can't even be bothered right now with other people like then you know us in a relationship like you would say like well what's going on in your life and are you taking good care of you and what's missing Mm because your cup must not be full and then I would say like, oh, well, I'm not really getting enough sleep and I probably need right. to eat more veggies and I didn't go to the gym this morning. And like, you were like, okay, well, do you want to do more of that? Like, yes, I do. And inevitably I would become re-energized by these things that help nurture and, and make me full, you know? Mm-hmm. 
and then maybe yeah. I would have more to give, you know. I mean, that's but my I think, hypothesis. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. And I, you know what I'm, I'm feeling right now, even in saying that is, I actually think I might have years and years of, of emptying without filling. Like it's a yeah. backlog of, like I've been starving myself to death for years well, and years. And I, I think just don't women, know how long it's going to take for me to be okay. You know what I mean? I think it's okay however long it takes. It is what it is. But I think women especially have been birdie, burdened with this emotional work. Like we have to take on all the emotional work in our households for the people that we touch, for the men in our lives, whether they're just coworkers or colleagues or whatever, you know, they come to us to help them sort out their emotions a lot. At least that's what I find. Like, um, and I don't, I don't fault them for that. I think that's a healthy way for them to start gaining some awareness and some mindfulness around how to organize their emotions. But um, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. And I think another thing too, is like, when, when someone is struggling, but they're not willing to open up, that almost like impedes the process too, because, well, there, it's fine that you're not in a place to open up, but at some point, like, please do open up because you got to get that healing in. Right. So, and I actually am starting to believe that we need each other to move through our healing. We cannot just heal everything on our own. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that for sure. So what does self-care look like for you? <laughs> self-care, oh man, it's being, it is being really in tune with what I need in my day so that I can mostly guide it to be positive um, and what I mean by positive is like where I'm not being depleted I'm not grouchy I'm not like flipping a switch and like raging on someone who accidentally <laughs> came across my path yeah. so I mean it's as silly as um today for example like I woke up and I was just dragging my son still nurses he's um he spent all night last night wanting to nurse and it was just like I woke up and I was like whoa I need something I don't know what it is I need today but I am not ready for this day and so I think the short answer is for me self-care often looks like me asking my husband for some help and him actually having the understanding that like I wouldn't be asking for the help if I didn't need it and that took a long time to get in harmony because he used to be like why do you need that like I already did all this all this stuff for you and why are you being so lazy you know like there was definitely like that type of mindset with him but it was just like over time just trying to get like more refined with like this is why I can't do this. Like, I am not the same as you. I am not wired the same way as you are. You are really good at these things. I'm really good at these things. And like trying to reinforce all the differences because I think at the end of the day, it's like, 
we all have certain things that come really easy to us and that's our zone of genius whether we realize it or not but when you don't really have a very good um insight into what your zone of genius is then you kind of like for me anyway that's where I started to be kind of like bullying myself like oh why can't you get these simple chores done like my husband Wade he can just go through and do all the things and it takes it like he does it on autopilot and when he told me he did it on autopilot I was like what I don't even compute like none of that stuff is autopilot to me like I have to think really hard to get through all that stuff so I think it is just like self sorry the long answer I guess is self-care is really just connecting with what you need being able to ask for what you need and just being being able to create a space where someone else can help you out and just you can help them out in the way that you help them out. And it's like a mutual thing, right? Like it's not always about being selfish, but you need the things you need in order to show up to the world and get through your day. Mm, yeah. One of the things I loved about what you said was that, uh, you had to ask for help, um, but then also sometimes you ask for help and someone you're asking for help might not realize why you need it. And so you almost have to have some level of self-awareness mm-hmm. to actually do the work to figure out why you need it. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just really interesting. Yeah. Um, and you also said something about what's your um, expertise, you know, your area of, say hi, your area of expertise. Um, I don't feel like I know what mine is, you know? And so do you, I don't know, do you have a handle on like what you think your kind of things are that you're good at? I think I'm good at reading other people's emotions. And I think I'm really good at helping them work through their emotions. Um, I think I'm good at helping people sort of like re-energize too after they interact with me none of that really translates to being really a good mom or a good housekeeper so being like being in this early phase of childhood rearing like a two-year-old has been really hard quite frankly and um if it wasn't for my husband, it would be, it would be a sinking ship over here. <laughs> so like my husband, for example, he's really, um, do you, do you know anything about like MBTI or like, do you use any like personality? I mean, I've, you know, I've toyed with all of them over the years, but I haven't like memorized any of them you know like I know Mm -hmm. people who are like oh I'm an INFJ and I'm just like okay I don't remember what I am I've done it multiple times and I just don't retain them (laughs) so I guess like it's an easier way to put language on it sometimes because I feel like sometimes I'm talking about things that outside of that framework I'm not really sure how to speak about it but so like for example my genius so like to me I think what I do is I make like all these different like connections. So like my brain can see like the whole system and it can be like, all right, do that and that and that. And that's like going to be the easiest, fastest way to get something done. But in order for that to work, I need to have 
built up all my experience to know what the different ways of doing things are. And that's oftentimes like where I start to get fatigued. So like my husband, on the other hand, he's more just like, he can just see something and just do it. And he'll, he's more like focused on the outcome. So as long as he gets it done, he doesn't really care how hard it was to get done. He's just happy that it got done. So he'll just like spin his wheels doing the same thing over and over again because he's getting things done. He's feeling good about getting things done. And I'm over here like, I can't do that the same way you yeah. do it. Like for There's me, there's gotta I'm be a like, better no. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think like now that we've been able to sort of see how we're different, but how we contribute to the greater picture and how he's more allowing of me saying oh hey what if we put this system in place and then that makes your job easier or like that makes it so that we can both kind of like pick up where the other person left off if one of these systems goes like undone or whatever for a while yeah so I think I think at the end of the day that's kind of what it is and I think when you're someone more like me where it's like you just kind of have to make connections based off your experience and that's what helps you get through your day like like I don't really know what that is because it's not necessarily something you can package up really easily I guess like I don't know mm. whereas like I see my husband's skill being highly valued like everyone loves someone who gets things done yeah like, we don't care how, I feel like how you're... hard it was <laughs> I feel like you're you're a systems engineer um in a lot of, of ways. people though not of yeah. systems <laughs> yeah so like a personal systems engineer you know yeah so I think too like with my son a lot of the times like hang on one second well hold on oh sorry about that no you're fine um, one of the things like too with my son is just that I'm kind of good at like just guiding him and letting him explore and letting him learn whatever it is that he's interested in learning. So I feel like the energy I bring into my household is just more of like a hands-off. I'm kind of keeping tabs on everything that's going on. And I'm only going to interject if I know like there's going to be like a collision of some sorts that's going to knock everyone offline. <laughs> Important. Yeah. So that's kind of the way I think I've started to envision what it is that I do. Yeah. Does that resonate at all for you? Yeah, I think so. Um, sort of a coordinator of mm -hmm. almost like a supervisor too. You know, it's like you're keeping tabs on everything you have this high level awareness everything that's going on it reminds me of like just executive leaders in general like you have experience in all the different areas so you understand how they work and that helps you figure out how to be able to make those areas run together and work together smoothly yeah, yeah that makes sense um I, I i still have no idea if it if that relates to me or pertains to me because i'm honestly just like I don't know what I'm good at, but um, yeah, but that's okay. You're, you're good at so many things though, <laughs> at least from what I've seen. 
I think maybe you're struggling a little bit with trying to tie everything together, which I don't know that you have to tie everything together. Yeah. I don't know. Seems like every person I'm I'm around like has different ideas of what they think I should do, you know, and it's like yeah, I could do that. Like <laughs> I could. Um, but do I want to? I don't know. So yeah. I that's okay. I mean, I think at the end of the day don't sell yourself short because you are very good at a lot of things. I haven't known you very long, but I can see you have a lot of talent. And I don't, I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's just a little bit more listening to what you like and what you don't like and just mm -hmm. following that thread. I mean, for me, like I had a lot more freedom once I was like, okay, I don't have to finish a, a book. Like, it's okay if I start another book while I'm still reading this book and it's okay if I'm working on like 10 different books at the same time it's whatever yeah. like just go with the flow like take that to its limit and test it out and see if you feel happy or not um and if that kind of helps you zero in on what it is you think you like or you want to spend your time doing I mean I think you know what you want to do which is that whole connection relationship thing, but what's holding you back or what is there? I want to do it like just in my life informally, you know, every time I start to sort of try to create something that's more formal or then I'm just telling, I just get this nasty taste in my mouth like, oh, I don't know what it is. Uh, I mean, but there's other things and interests, you know, like, you know, my whole zookeeping and animal keeping and veterinary type job dreams. And, you know, I mean, there's just so many things that I'm like, I'm almost to the point where I'm like, life is just awesome opportunity for so many rich experiences, but I'm just going to do them all. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. have to have one. I'm just going to keep doing whatever strikes me, you know? Um, but I'm trying to not let myself really like get worried about it anymore. Like it just doesn't really matter, you know? Um, I just want to be happy. Like and yeah. I'm learning that happiness is not like picking a thing. And I'm no. my my moods, my desires, my passions, they can be transient. Sometimes they come and go. And I think I've been somehow I've inherited this belief that that's like wrong or bad and I'm trying to say like no actually that's me and I'm not wrong or bad like <laughs> so um so it'll be interesting to see how how things evolve as I continue to accept me and um give myself the, love, the same love and grace that I would you know a four-year-old trying to figure out what she yeah. wants you know like yeah anyone else so um, but I, I do have an overwhelming sense that everything's going to be fine. So, um, so I'm, that feels really nice. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not really concerned and I, that's a lot of privilege really, right? Like I have family that supports me and, um, you know, if I fall flat on my face, I have people who love me, who will help me survive, I mean, you know? So awesome. It's, yeah, it's really 
one of the things I've learned to lean into is to trust my network because they will catch me if I fall. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So well, cool. Um, anything else we want to touch on today? I mean, I it was great to connect with you today. I feel like you know we're in very similar places, just trying to figure things out and bounce ideas yeah. off of each other. And I think um I'm looking forward to continuing to explore how this goes um I have thought about like it might be interesting to try to get other women on a call with us to just kind of see how that how that interplay might work with other people I don't know I mean at the end of the day I think whatever we're trying to do is valuable and worth putting out into the world and it's okay that we don't know what we're trying to do exactly <laughs> but it's like having the courage to play around with it is kind of where yeah at. I agree I agree and we got some listens we got some listens yeah. on YouTube yeah. and the the podcast so so that was nice. kind of exciting I'd refresh it every day or so and see uh <laughs> see where we were I'm gonna refresh right now and see so last time I posted to my podcast from ages ago I just you know added a new episode and we got 18 plays <laughs> nice yeah fit with women. I mean I think I think too like you know these types of things take time especially because yeah. we're not hitting the ground running with like a fully fleshed out concept we just have a right, sense right. that we kind of want to do this thing and yeah. I think it's it's there's a freedom in like being so open about the trial and error process mm -hmm. but that's a freedom I feel only comfortable doing with someone else it's definitely not a freedom I feel doing on my yeah. own <laughs> <laughs> I feel you I feel you and I you know, I, I'd say at the end of the day, like, we are having a good time ourselves. Oh, 56 YouTube views. Wow. So that's a little better. But yeah, so I we'll post this and maybe eventually we'll, you know, decide on a topic area and try to narrow down our conversation. Um, right now, I feel like we're kind of just doing like, authentic check-ins with each other which that's fine too you know saying where we are and how that's going and being able to pour into each other that way we could um keep with that format and invite others to the table maybe we'll think about who might want to hang out with us next week um yeah. you know and see how it goes but uh I'm loving it so I like it too I mean and even if at the end of the day it really is only ultimately for us I think it is a little bit of us exploring ourselves which is valuable for yeah both of us yeah I love it I love it yeah all right all right well, well I guess that's a wrap hit the subscribe and, uh, button yes <laughs> click like ring that notification bell <laughs> click subscribe leave us a review on iTunes <laughs> Oh, yeah, we'll get we'll get that all down at some point maybe. Yeah, but um sure. I'm going to hit stop. <laughs>